Welcome back to the Six Man Pod. It's been a while since the last one, really because I found it weird talking to myself, so I'm only going to be recording with guests now, and I brought back my brother Sammy for this episode where we'll be discussing the Raptors offseason and some expectations for the upcoming year. Alright, let's just jump right into it. You know much about Paul Watson? Uh, not that much. Just, I mean, from what I've seen him playing garbage time, I really like his game. Um, Nick Nurse just said some good things about him, I think, today. Uh, I think Siakam said something about him today. I didn't see what, though. I saw that they worked out together. Um, oh, yeah, they had the same agent. So, yeah, I mean, he, maybe he did say good things about him. Uh, he is on a two-way contract, though. Um, I don't know. He took over – what was that guy's name? Pons? So he took over his two-way contract last year. So I don't know when that ends, if they have to renew it or uh, bring him on uh, as a full year or a, a non-two-way player. But uh, even if, if they do, they're going to have to cut a couple guys because um, we're they're over the – the 17 player limit. Like even if you remove uh Elise Johnson and uh the other guy, Yuta Wananabe, uh the training camp guys, even without them, they're still over the 15 minute player roster. Uh so like they're gonna have to cut one of Henry Ellenson, Terrence Davis, Matt Thomas, or O'Shea Brissett. All right, I was just curious. I didn't yeah. know much about him. I just like his game. Yeah, I mean, if Jalen Harris isn't going to be that good, it'd be nice to have another. And if we do cut Terrence Davis, it'd be nice to have a like a bigger guard for yeah. Malachi, uh, Fred, and Kyle. Jalen Harris and me have the same coach, so he's going to training coach with Goda, so he's going to be <laughs> the greatest Raptor of all time. Apparently, I the the coach said this. I don't know if it's true because I didn't look it up, but he said he had the highest vert and the fastest lateral speed in the combine. I doubt that. <laughs> or have every guard tested? Maybe I'll like the bouncy. last 10 picks. Like he is, he is super bouncy. Hmm. Like way more than you think. Cause his game is a little bit herky jerky and like um like step backs and side steps. But I saw some highlights where he was getting some pretty nasty dunks. Yeah, I saw a comparison to Alonzo Trier, which I liked. Um I mean he's gonna be better than Dewan Hernandez was, so can't be too upset with that second round pick. Yeah, for sure. And he just looks like he can you can just put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a future Lou Will for the Raptors. Yeah. We needed a third point guard because Terrence Davis isn't our third point guard. Even if he didn't no. allegedly beat women, he was he's more of a two. Uh, but who knows if he'll even be on the team long term. Though if you heard what Visai said, he kind of made it – he almost sounded like he was trying to allude to that there's more to the story. And from what we heard, it's not what has kind of been released and that they're waiting for, like, the, the final verdict kind of thing. Um so maybe this is, we're writing him off prematurely. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it's all uh, good on his end and he can play. I and mean, I do like his game, especially with losing uh, Baca and Gasol this offseason. I don't want to lose any more guys. Yeah. And losing a Baca hurts. Losing Mark Gasol in theory hurts, but, like, how much was he really going to give us? He looked no, like a shot. I hole. thought we'd keep one of them, and I was hoping it'd be a Baca. Um, and then when Baca signed with the Clippers – I mean, Gasol would have been a nice add, but I I, I like Aaron Baines. Uh, I think Nick Nurse said today he was really impressed with his shooting. So that's a good sign. Um, you know, and, and he's a big body. Like, if you think about when JV was on the Raptors and they would go up against the Sixers, like, 
Joel Embiid's obviously way better than JV, but he was able to hold his own. Uh, so if Aaron Baines just being a big body in the paint uh, is able to do that, that'd be that'd be good enough considering losing Serge Ibaka and Marcus All. Totally. I can even see them doing um, like starting Chris Boucher and or either Chris Boucher or Aaron Baines, depending on the matchup, similar to what happened when Marcus All first came to the Raptors. So if they're yeah, playing against would... like a smaller lineup, go Boucher gets a bigger lineup, go Baines. Do you think Boucher – I mean, everybody wants to say Boucher has a chance to be the breakout player of the year. Um, or, sorry, most improved player of the year. Do you – he is, like, 28. Like, are you high on him? Do you think he could be a starter? Or do you think – because he kind of strikes me as one of those players – he'll struggle if you give him fringe minutes. But if you maybe let his – I mean, he doesn't um, lack in confidence. But if you let his confidence grow in terms of consistency of role and things like that, I could see him blossoming into – a a pretty nice piece on both ends. Honestly, I'm not that high on him. Just one, because of his age. Like, he's a late bloomer. Um, and then two, his frame. I just don't think he's going to be able to play substantial minutes for a good team. Uh, but, hey, maybe he does make that improvement this year. Uh, I think he has to take that Serge Ibaka role and just be a, a rim protector and uh, space the floor for them on offense and just be an energy guy. But in terms of uh, breakout players this year, that's got to land on OG and Anobi. Nick Nurse also said he improved his shooting this offseason, which is good. I mean, he improved last year as well. Uh, If he can improve his one-on-one scoring, just getting to the rim, being decisive with the ball in his hands, that'll take a lot of pressure off of Siakam. Do you know much about um, our first-round pick? Uh, Malachi Flynn, not really. Uh, I just don't think compared to Freddie. Because he – you know, six man podcast. He sounds like he has the maybe not this year, but hopefully in the short term, he's got the the workings of a, a really good third uh, guard off the bench. I think he yeah. was the. They say that he was the, the the strongest pick and roll handler. We've kind of gone away from pick and roll as much as we had in the past, but um, it is where the NBA is going. And I think having we we didn't have enough uh, playmakers last year. I think. No, definitely not. I mean, Freddie's still getting used to that role. He's not fully there yet. Kyle Lowry's really the only one that can uh, create for himself as a playmaker, I think. Uh, Freddie, I think he'll take a leap or take a jump and get there this year. Uh, But from what I've heard from Malachi, I mean, some people were saying he's the best point guard in the draft, Um, maybe outside of LaMelo Ball. Um, Really? What about that kid from that Detroit got? Everyone's super high on him. He's already starting, uh, and Derek Rose is talking about him. Killian Hayes, his he's got a really nice game. If you watch video on him, um, granted, I was watching highlights, and you gotta always be careful. But just the way that he moved, um, there was a nice. You know, there's just certain guys when they move with the ball that it just feels like they're floating a little bit, and everything just comes natural. There's another guy. Oh, the guy that fell quite a bit. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, that guy. He went to Sacramento. Halliburton, yeah. Yeah. See, Sacramento is the worst place for him to go. Well, not if they trade Buddy Heald. You can do a dual point guard. I actually want Raptors to go for Buddy Heald. I do not want them to go for Buddy Heald. Why? Tell me, give me. What are you going to give up? I give up Norm, easy. And would Kings take that? Because it's an expiring contract, yeah, and a pick. I give up a first rounder for, okay, for Buddy Hill. Yeah, I would do that for Buddy Hill, but I just don't think. Okay, but but regardless of let's let's maybe we can circle back to that because just in terms of fit and what we need, 
Buddy Heald is arguably a top three shooter in the NBA. Yeah. Like that. When you look at the numbers and you combine that shooting and do you know who paid? I don't think it was last year, but the year before who played with the fastest pace. It was, it was actually Buddy Heald. Yeah, no, but it, uh, as a player, it was actually Buddy Heald over De'Aaron Fox, which a lot of people were surprised about. Hmm. Uh, don't forget, but Dwayne Wade said that he retired after playing the Sacramento hmm. Kings. Buddy, because of Buddy Heald, the combo Buddy Heald and De'Aaron yeah, Fox. I've never seen that. So you combine that kind of speed and that kind of motor with knockdown shooting and another another easy bucket getter for the Raptors, like that sounds like a dream. All right. I, just, I don't think we have the pieces to get them. Uh, I don't think Kings would take Norman a pick. And yeah, honestly, um, I'm st- I still wanted them to trade Freddie for Oladipo. No, I wanted that hell, to work. Hell no. Yeah. He's not, he's not healthy. Raptors will make him healthy. That's not how that's not how health works. <laughs> I, I, I would I would okay, con- okay, so hot take. How many years does Buddy have on his contract? Three? Uh let's see. I probably would trade Kyle Lowry for Buddy Hill. I would make that move. You'd want some other pieces and some other stuff. But like I'm a, I'm a big believer that Buddy Heald is just a, a prisoner of his circumstance yeah, and in the right situation. He like I mean nobody does well at the Kings and the fact that he's put up the numbers that he put up like the clip that always stands out. Do you remember there's that one game he had like three shots in a row, and the coach was yelling at him and then he hesitated yeah. on the three winner. Oh yeah, like that's like that just feels like kind of coaching one on one, like not to do that and that just kind of wraps up Sacramento Kings I guess in the last twenty years. But yeah, they're a pretty shit organization. <coughs> I don't want to send Larry there. I changed my mind. Yeah, I mean, no, like, I mean, the, the emotion side of it would suck, but, and you probably don't do that because you're right, because you don't want to ruin Larry's, you, that's a pretty thing to do, Larry. But the point that I'm making is I, I just, I think he brings, but I, I agree. Considering Larry's contract and uh, Buddy Heald's fit, as you, as you said, I think that would work. Because uh, I, I don't know how long the Raptors can last with Larry and Freddie because they're starting two guards. Too well, you're gonna have to get the keys to Freddie at one point. Yeah, yeah exactly. It doesn't worry me as much because they're they're both top in the leagues in terms of like I think Freddie led the league in deflections. Yeah, but it worries me yeah. in a Philly series. I mean, maybe not now with Seth Curry and Danny Green going there, but yeah, still worries me in the, in the series there. And if they get James Harden, yeah. yeah, I hope I hope James doesn't come to the East unless yeah. he comes to the Raptors. I would definitely take him on the Raptors. I, I would too. Yeah, I would hope that he. I would trade Siakam for him. Uh, yeah, there's nobody on my roster on the roster that I would trade. <laughs> uh, I would, the most hesitant I would be is just OG. No, I'd be uh, more hesitant of Siakam than I would be OG. I wouldn't. I think so because I mean OG. I think Siakam still has a better upside. He's better now and still has a better upside. I don't. I wing defenders are just so hard to come by. Yeah, but you could put you could put Siakam in that kind of wing defender category as well. You can, but I like him more as as a row. I mean, I guess it works well because we have OG. Um, yeah, I I just keep thinking back to I I know they were really young when we played the when they played the Cavs, um, and OG was a rookie and they were both guarding him, and it's hard to use that series as a comparison or reference just because of how young they were, but it just didn't work. Yeah, but I don't know. But I'm I'm curious to see what this year is going to tell us. The first thirty games are going to tell us a lot about Siakam. I mean, obviously the playoffs are going to tell us more. But I'm really curious to see how he reacts coming off of that kind of really disappointing um, performance. 
honestly, I don't care about how he does in the regular season. We saw it with DeMar. Uh, every year they got disappointed in the playoffs. He came out better in the regular season, and it meant nothing. So, yeah. I mean, I, I want to see that jump in the in the playoffs. And, and I think OG and Freddie are part of that. They have to be able to take the pressure off of him and uh, make the defense react to them more so that you know, Siakam can be more free to play his, his style. Yeah. So, I mean, we need more shooting too. I feel like we yeah. get away with just good shooters. But we don't, Matt Thomas is obviously a great shooter, but um, he doesn't get enough minutes to make a difference there. Yeah, and I mean, he doesn't get a lot of minutes because of his defense, but when you watch him, his, he he tries on defense. He's he trying. It's not a lack yeah. of effort. Yeah. But, like, I love watching him play defense. It reminds well, it reminds me, me of, you know, what's uh, what's his name? Uh, Robinson and, and Hero, they were on the Reddick podcast, and they both say, I'm the white player. They're just going to attack me on defense and pick and rolls and try to get the matchup. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? I do yeah. that in my rec league. That guy's a shitty <laughs> defender. Hey, you give me a screen. I mean, if they switch, I'm going to get a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> That's just logic. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the changes that the other Eastern Conference teams have made? So, like, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Heat and the Sixers. Yeah, so I really like what the Bucks did. I think Drew Holiday, like, I was even asked this to one of my friends yesterday. I was like, what, what other guards in the East do you rather than Drew Holiday? None. Like, it's tough. Like, so I could see someone making the argument for Westbrook. I personally – For their system, no. Yeah, but, um, you know, so you could make the argument for Lowry, but when you think about age and all things considered, you probably go with Drew because he's a bit younger um, and bigger and better defender overall. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that move for them. They West, lost. Adding Westbrook, Washington is now a playoff team and can – and. They could be dangerous because they could go into a series and have the best player or maybe the two best players. And, you know, history tells you typically the team with the best player uh, in the playoffs typically wins, but they're not that deep. And, you know, we've seen Westbrook be a colossal efficiency nightmare, uh, but he's also a super rare specimen and he's going to get that team to the playoffs for sure, especially if him and uh, Bradley Beal stay healthy. Yeah, I, th- I think they're definitely the team you want to avoid in the first round. Uh, yeah. And then as well as whatever team of the top six, I guess, fall out of top four between the teams I said earlier and I guess the Nets, if they're healthy. Yeah. Um, but for going back to the Bucks, honestly, I, I think losing Wes Matthews and George Hills and Robin Lopez is going to hurt them. And they yeah, still, but- like, yeah, Drew Holiday is better than Eric Bledsoe, and he's definitely going to be an improvement at that point guard spot in the playoffs for them, but they they're still the same system, the same team that's getting knocked out of the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah, they, been good. I do think like they really lacked like someone that could kind of create for themselves. And yeah, Drew is a little bit more dynamic on offense than Eric Bledsoe. Um, they do need more shoot. Didn't they get another shooter? I know the trade fell through, but didn't, I thought they resigned another shooter. They re-signed Pat Connaughton. So the, they got Bryn Forbes, Tory Craig, Nick Stauskas, and DJ Augustine, and Bobby Portis. DJ Augustine's a nice pickup. Yeah, I'd rather George Hill, though. Yeah. They're, they're both good on one end of the floor. All right, I, George Hill's yeah. actually good on both ends of the floor. Yeah, well, he doesn't play defense the last couple of years. But he, George Hill's a better shooter, but I would argue DJ Augustine's actually a better facilitator playmaker for others. They get a little stagnant in the playoffs, so I think they need a little bit more playmaking. But I don't think you can ever have too many playmakers. That's fair. 
I think most, I think you're seeing most teams going to a two, two ball handler system um, and some with three, you know, with like one of their bigs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Bucks are still the best team in the East on paper. And I think they'll be the number one seed again. You don't think the Nets are the best team on paper? Oh, Nets. the Nets? Ah, uh, I, I have to see them play, to be honest. On paper, I, that got to be, because even on paper, they seem pretty deep. They got two good centers. They got two good point guards. They have they two got, okay centers. Good Durant, really good shooter in Joe Harris. They got yeah, uh, keeping Joe Harris was big. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see Steve Nash and D'Antoni work that offense. Yep. That's, yeah, that's going to be a fast paced team. Yep. D'Antoni's big. I think Kyrie's got a lot to prove. Yeah, but he, you can say that about him every year. I mean, he, he came out last year and dropped 50 his first game. He played good. He just couldn't stay healthy, which is kind of the asterisk to his career. His team wasn't that good. But, yeah. you know, if he was healthy, maybe they win a game or two against the Raptors, and that's that's about it. Oh, for that. sure. For sure, they would have stolen a game. Kyrie's a Raptor killer. Yeah, ever since he pulled up on Calderon with that game. <laughs> I remember. Uh, have you ever seen those uh, videos where, like, they're talking about the first player to bust their ass? I'm pretty sure he said Calderon. Yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did. And I know the game he was talking about because it's very rare. I think he had, like, 28 and 10. And I was like, oh, my God, like, we have a real point guard. Like, he's actually top 10, guys, I swear. <laughs> that was – yeah, we were very naive Raptor fans then when we thought Calderon was – Well, we didn't know it could be this good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. We were, we were served shit for so long. That when we got something, we we got a fringe starter. We were like, oh, my God, he's so good. It's sad how bad the Raptors were before. Yeah, man, they're terrible. It, it's honestly so nice to, like, be able to look forward to the season and being able to yeah. look closely at all the, the transactions that they're doing and the direction they're going into, uh, the culture that they're building, and being able to see all that when it's yeah. a positive culture and they're they're improving every year. I do wish we could make a move for Harden because it'll it, it would definitely make the season super interesting. Uh, maybe if we're in Tampa, he'll want to play there. Well, the, and the true indicator of a culture is can you take on someone that's that disgruntled, that has been so hampered and has such a isolating way of well, no pun intended, but the way he plays and but also <laughs> how how he kind of handles himself from the team. Can he, if the Raptors can take that in and create a winner and still be winners off that, that's pretty powerful. Well, if all the rumors about what Kawhi Leonard's saying with the Clippers are true, then, I mean, we've kind of done it. Yeah. If him and Paul George are really calling off practices on their own and, like, doing their own thing, uh, Raptors would have had to dealt with that type of that type of ego. And, yep. and they made it work. So, and say what you want about Harden, but that guy lives in the gym in terms of every year yeah. he's gotten better. He's putting up crazy numbers. You could yeah. put a bunch of players in the NBA in ISO situations as much as James Harden. They're not. They're not going to deliver the same results. No, definitely not. And yeah, I, th- I think it's crazy how people are going crazy over uh, a missed practice when this guy's always in the gym. Yeah, yeah, that it, is. Yeah, it's not like he's not practicing. Yeah, and he improved his defense. He was like, his defense was actually good in the playoffs. Yeah, and remember we watched uh, Houston against the Bucks. Um, and he got yep. that last stop on Giannis. And even in the playoffs, he had the game-winning block, um, yeah. game seven um, on the Canadian kid. And he had, I think he had a, took a big charge or had a big steal uh, late in that game too. Because I remember he wasn't – he seems he, – his, 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 it's so funny. His demeanor seems so passive. So when he doesn't get the ball, it almost looks like he doesn't give a shit. But then he was hustling on defense. So it was like, oh, no, he does give a shit. 
Uh, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting season. I'm excited to see all the, all the – I was excited to see all the different teams that made changes. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. I mean, fuck, it starts in like a week. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> starts Preseason starts in two days. And yeah. then You get the number one pick in fantasy drafts. Who are you taking? Oh, good question. I haven't done any research yet, but I'm thinking I'd probably go Anthony Davis. He's Ooh. always a safe bet there. Wow, who are you taking? Safe bet, but he's very injury prone. Um, yeah, but he does so much. I don't know if I want to tell you. I have one sleeper <laughs> one that I'm considering, uh, but that'd be Luca. Uh, I, was, I was thinking Luca. I don't think he's number one though. He, I had him. I had him in one of my leagues last year, and he, he saved my tough. team. It's tough because number one, I always want to get somebody I don't think is injury prone. And Anthony Davis is pretty injury prone. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could have said that about Steph Curry last year, and then he got hurt for the whole year, which sucked. Well, you know what? Last year, Steph Curry would have been my number one pick if I had it. Really? I thought he was going to have a chance to win MVP because I thought he was just going to – no KD, no Clay. I'm going to I'm gonna do what James does. I'm going to average over 30. <laughs> I proved that I could do this because I sacrificed. Actually, I do remember you saying that. Uh, but last year, I did have number one pick, and I took Anthony Davis, and I won. So. Well, you didn't win. We didn't even finish the season. So I, I clinched first before the hiatus. Yeah, so. you clinched first, but – you so, okay, you won the season. You didn't yeah, because there's a difference. All right, All right. And I know there's a difference because I'm a three-time champion. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the Celtics for a little bit. Right. I think that'll that'll be okay, the way. Before to end we off. talk about Celtics, just because this reminds me, can we just talk about how Michael Jordan might be the worst owner in sports, or <laughs> at least basketball? He's giving Dolan a real run for his money, like that much money for a guy Jordan that's an average of twenty. Yeah, an average of empty twenty. Like I actually think it hurts the Celtics losing him. They obviously couldn't afford him at that point. Uh-huh. I think it does because they went from the team that, to me, was like they were an embarrassment of riches, and that's why it didn't work. Um, but now they seem pretty thin. Well, like they got rid of Kyrie. They got rid of Rosie here. Um, so they replaced that with Kemba. Well, they got Jeff Teague on the bench now, too. Yeah. But when I, I, think he, I think he's better than Brad Wanamaker, at least. And yeah. Tristan Thompson. Uh, I mean, they're they're – Front court rotation. Of right. Time. I thought the Raptors should have won the series just because of how many minutes Widowmaker was getting. Yeah, <laughs> I I loved seeing him on the floor. Yeah. Him and him and Ennis Cantor, who yeah, they both now got rid of. But I'm also I hear so many reports that like just Kemba, like he might not be right. Like, Kemba might not be right. Like his knee is fucked. Oh. Like yeah, he's he's already out for a little bit, right? He's oh yeah, he's out till at least January, I think. So that was bugging him all of last year, and he more than anybody I can think of in terms of like herky jerky, really powerful step backs. Like that's not easy on your knee. Yeah. I can't imagine his game is uh well suited for a, for a knee injury. Cause it sounds like it's been a lingering a long-term thing. They still got good pieces though. I mean, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, even if Temba's off, you still got those guys on the perimeter. Yeah. But they don't, I don't know. They don't strike me as a championship contender. I, I think they're, Depending on how healthy the Nets are, but I think they're they're the best bet to beat the the Bucks this year. Uh, I think well, I go with healthy Nets. Uh, yeah, I said uh, uh, depending on the health of the Nets. Oh, okay, sir. Yeah, I mean, if, if Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant, it they're a tough team to beat. I think he was the best player in the playoffs the year the Raptors won before his injury. It, as crazy as Kawhi was, Kevin Durant was being more efficient on offense and doing a better job which is hard to imagine considering how good Kawhi Leonard was 
it was I'd probably give quite the slight edge, but yeah, I could totally see that see that argument because when Durant's a bad man, it's gonna be an interesting year. It's pretty open. Like there's no one, it's not like years past where it's like, oh Warriors are winning for sure. Like I don't even think Lakers are winning for sure. I think they made some nice moves, but it's definitely open, especially COVID. The COVID the the, <laughs> the biggest asterisk of them all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um I, I, I do think the Lakers and Clippers both made some good moves. I think Ibaka is going to be a big improvement for the Clippers rather than Harrell uh, if he plays that similar, like, six-man role. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be more valuable in the playoffs at least just because of his, his defense and his spacing. And then Montrezl Harrell, also a good addition for the Lakers. I mean, they need they need bench depth, even though they just won a championship. I know. I thought Raptors were going to get him. Yeah, he, he was one of, the, one of the guys on my uh, want list. He never did. Marcus Morris. If he made any moves besides resigning Dragic, the Heat lost Jay Crowder. Um, Where do you go, Suns? I I think so. I can't remember. And then they also lost Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, but they resigned was- Myers Leonard. Oh, they added Avery Bradley and Maurice Harkless. That's nice. I think losing Jay Crowder is going to be big for them, though. I hope hopefully. I mean, I know Robinson's not technically a rookie, but hopefully him and Hero don't hit a rookie or a sophomore wall and they can still play well. I think Kendrick Nunn might. I mean, you kind of saw it in the second half of the season. But at least he's still a good defender, so you can still kind of leverage him and Dragic to kind of get what you need from both. Yeah. I wonder if there's a a short-term move that the Raptors are going to try to make the show up the front court a bit. We don't don't even have a backup power forward unless you think Boucher is a power forward, but I – no, I think he's more of a center, but at this point, they're going to have to play him there. Uh, I mean, you can go OG if you want to go small, or you can go O'Shea Brissett if they keep him on the roster. You need a stretch four. Uh, I agree. That, and that's why I wanted someone like Harold and Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah. Is Wilson Chandler still available? I'm not sure. We, we, can't really, we can't sign anyone right now, actually. We don't have a vet minimum? Um, well, we have too many players. We'd have. I guess we could waive someone. Yeah. Hey, maybe Brissett. Plays a small four. Um, probably asking too much of him, but you got to root for the Canadian kid. Says Wilson Chandler is currently on the Knicks. I don't know if that's accurate. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they had to trade for a stretch four, what, are there any deals that come to mind? No, I was thinking about what Millsap, if we didn't get Ibaka, but he resigned. Yeah, Millsap was another guy I was looking at. I didn't, I wouldn't have minded them going after Christian Wood in theory. But probably too pricey, and then it kind of uh, yeah, be a little bit in twenty twenty one. Yeah, the three guys I had listed for the four spot was Harold, Millsap, and Morris. Uh, I did look at Christian Wood, but I said the same thing. He's probably too pricey, especially if he thinks he's going to be an all star and wants that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, and then at the center position, I was hoping they'd re-sign Serge Ibaka and then sign like someone like Baines or Myers Leonard or uh, Plumlee just as a backup. Right. So, I mean, getting Aaron Baines, I think, was the right move. I was just hoping he wasn't going to be the starter. Yeah, he shoots threes a little bit, but he also has injury problems, I believe. Like, yeah, he was he was hurt for a bit last year. No, but I think every year he misses, like, 20, 30 games. So, last year, played 42 games, started 28. The year before, played 51, started 18. The year before, played 81. The year before, 75. So, just the last two years, he's missed about half the season. If you're a Philly fan, do you want Harden or Ben Simmons? Ooh, if I'm a Philly fan, I want Ben's or uh, James Harden. Yeah, I agree. 
and even if I'm not a Philly fan, I still want James Harden. I, I was just going to say, I, I still don't think Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are going to be able to work together. And if I have to get rid of one of them for James Harden, I'm getting rid of Ben Simmons. Because I think James Harden would fit better with Joel Embiid because they obviously both need the ball in their hands. Um, but I, I do like the shooting that they added. Danny Green and Seth Curry. I think that's going to really help them space the floor. Uh, yeah, that pissed me off as a Raptors fan because that was one reason I never was really worried about them. I, I mean, I'm still not I, – I still don't like Tobias Harris there either. I don't think he's been playing uh, up to par. And then they still don't really have a bench, do they? Because um, they'll start probably uh, Seth Curry. You think really? so? Yeah, maybe. Either him or Green. Uh, maybe both if you keep, I guess, Thibel on the bench and put Harris at the four. Yeah, they got, they got some shooting off the bench, but they don't have anyone that is, like, sixth man worthy. No. Let me see their roster. So who did they, oh, they signed Tony Bradley and Dwight Howard, too. Right. Yeah, so they're they're de- they're a lot deeper than last year. Yeah. Oh, and they got transfers. Okay, their bench isn't terrible. And they have a couple of rookie guards, uh, Derek Walton and Tyrese Maxey. I remember, I mean, Derek Walton, I don't think he's a high prospect, but I remember watching him in college. And I like this game. He went to Michigan. I don't know if you saw him. What's his name? Derek Walton. No. Six-foot guard. I love my short guards. I know you do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still not super worried about them. I think when it's all said, it goes Raptor or uh, Bucks, Celtics, Nets, if healthy. If healthy, above Celtics, actually. Uh, and then Raptors, Heat, Sixers, then probably Wizards or Pacers. Yeah, I could I could see any of those kind of teams, even the Bucks. Like the top six could just go any which way, especially with COVID. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tight race for sure. I mean, it, it could be a matter of two games separating a team, and then that lower seed being like pulling off an upset in the playoffs, and that not surprising anyone the way that Miami did that to the Bucks last year. And I think that's a good place to end. Sammy, once again, I want to thank you for being on the show. And if any of the listeners want to do an episode, feel free to reach out to me and we can work something out.